you like the podcast, you'll listen to this about talk about life, news, and anything interesting. Welcome back, everyone, to a new episode of the Chillax Podcast. I hope all of you are doing well. Today, we're going to be talking about work, talking about career. Little did I know, um, I'm almost reaching three years of my career of working life already, and can't believe time flies. I I I realize I talk about time flies quite a fair bit in a couple of episodes. I still remember vividly, you know, just right before I graduated last year of uni. It was just as if it was ha- it, it was yesterday. We were studying at uh our Tampanese hub, and you know, just everybody, all our friends studying there, staying late till you know, like staying until late night, and then taking the bus back home to to you know. The north side area that's where i live and of course you know anybody will ask why would i travel that far mostly it's because of my friends and the place is somewhat conducive and has like a electric charger like charging point so we just go there and meet our friends and study in that case but it was fun studying together and you know having worked for two and a half years kind of realized also that my work actually started around the COVID period as well. So it's like a marker of COVID and can't believe it has been quite a long time since, you know, we started on this COVID issue, right? And I I can't believe it, man, because I still remember like not too long ago, I covered an episode about my one year work anniversary. And so fast, two and a half years in, maybe almost three years. And it's, it's insane, man. Like I still feel like a student, I still have challenges at work and one of the main things is really coping with mistakes. I think just being part of the whole Singaporean upbringing, Asian upbringing, there's a, there's a tendency for you to be maybe the parenting style or for you to be penalized when you make mistakes, when you have failures as compared to the Western countries. Maybe it's more accepted but in Singapore, any small mistakes you are like punished you are given negative reinforcements or negative like deterrence in that case and in this case it's just not so nice uh, I feel and this also translates to you know you can kind of see why SMEs are not that great right like you have toxic cultures I guess it kind of embodies the worst of the Singaporean thing maybe it's also other factors that comes into play you are short staff or maybe you are also uh, low in resources and then this kind of creates the very toxic mentality. But all in all, I think the main thing here really is coping with mistakes at work. And I found this interesting question on the Ask Singapore subreddit. So the subreddit, a Reddit page is like a kind of forum. And this is the place where people ask, you know, um, Singaporeans about questions about work, leisure and everything. And people will just comment and answer and talk about their life. And in this case, this person asked, how do you guys cope with making mistakes at work? The person continues to say, I'm very self-critical about myself. So whenever I make mistakes at work, I feel stupid. Brain generalizes that I deserve to die because of how stupid I am. I can't seem to stop beating myself up. I try to see the bigger picture. It's just one tiny slip up, but my brain just sees me as I screwed up. Then I'm also worried that it's... It, affects how my supervisor sees me since she knows about my mental health issues oh no i okay my comments here is that i feel that probably shouldn't be sharing these kind of things with your colleagues unless unless necessary 
um, it kind of sours or colors your 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 supervisor's like perspective, right? And your colleagues as well. But anyway, let me just continue what the person wrote. I don't want her to think that because I have mental health issues, I'm a lousy worker. So I often overcompensate, and work drains me out. Yeah, this draining me out thing kind of happens to me as well. Okay, so continuing, cause she also has another neurotypically neurotypical really smart double degree colleague of mine under her. Then I feel pressured to perform as well as her. I don't know, maybe I'm just stupid. And yeah, I think this there are some parts that is pretty. I would say that resonated with me quite a lot. Like there's a tendency for me to overcompensate as well. And I think one of the things about um mental health issues is that like if you have encounters with or not really encounter, if you suffer from this kind of issues, right? There's a I think for someone that is quite open with their mental health issues, because I'm sharing this over uh like the podcast, right? I'm like an open book and I'm, I might share too much. And one of the things that I learned at work is that um, you shouldn't share too much. Like when I was in an internship, I overshared and that become a problem. And generally, you shouldn't let your workplace people know about like what you do on outside and how you are feeling and all these kind of things. You can share a certain degree of it, but you cannot share too much because at the end of the day, I mean, it's all for... You're, you're like on your own, right? You're like... You need to work like a independent person and a lot of this kind of information might might affect your career progression, your work and whatever it is. And once you kind of share this kind of information, right, you cannot take it back really and it really colors their views. And you can't say that it, can, it doesn't affect because once you share it right, at every juncture, you keep on thinking that they are operating based on their information. And that's a slippery slope that you don't want to go down to. And of course, it can be challenging when your workplace culture is great, people share a lot of things with one another, and you're also not quite sure how much you want to share and how much you don't want to share. Yeah, it's like when people start adding each other on Instagram, it gets a bit like, uh, I'm not too sure about that. Yeah, so this is one of the challenges here, right? About also not just the mental health part, but mainly the comparison part, right? Because she's, he or she is comparing him himself or herself to like his colleagues where you know the colleague is doing much better smart double degree and everything and making mistakes like kind of screws up the person and i agree with that like for me for someone who is very neuro- neurotic that thinks a lot when you make one mistake right it really goes crazy on your head and i'm not quite sure whether it happens to other people or not because it's I, i'm quite sure it does but i felt that I feel that it hits me harder. It kind of lingers around more. I can't just forget about it. And I, I myself find it very challenging um, in very hostile environments because I myself, I really am hostile towards myself and I make mistakes. And when the environment is hostile towards me, it makes it even more worse. So I kind of realized like uh, after internship and after work, I need an environment that is comfortable and people are nice because I will beat myself up really so I don't need you to kind of like reprimand me and especially in a toxic environments where the boss will reprimand you in front of other people and that's that's tough 
that's the worst right because i cannot stand this kind of public humiliation and i don't think it's professional right and really i feel that there's a certain degree of professionalism like it's a spectrum also because when i when i work with like overseas uh, colleagues right you having like personal talks with them kind of realize like what is acceptable in other countries and what is uh, acceptable here and i feel that in singapore there seems to be a higher level of tolerance for things that are unacceptable like uh working ot too much getting uh taken advantage of uh getting humiliated or it's like something that looks similar to a humiliation in meetings with a lot of people and some things that i think that it's okay doesn't seem to be okay with my uh, western colleagues which is interesting and you realize like ah shit i need to shift my views right to really kind of think about am i just taking this shit and accepting it and normalizing it when you should be calling this kind of behavior out right when people kind of call you out on a meeting try to in some ways embarrass you and that that is something that is like the person cannot stand cannot like uh, accept it cannot stand with it and they will report it to HR, which is kind of interesting as well. So I don't know, it's a fine balance as well. And you will realize like what is tolerated as SME is very different from what is tolerated at MNC. So it's a spectrum, you try and figure things out, still a learning journey. But about this question, how do you guys cope with making mistakes at work? Um, let's just read some of the comments. The first comment, the most outvoted one is, some things I told my 20-something self more than a decade ago. You are more than your job. You are not your job. You are not your accomplishments. And you are definitely not your mistakes. Even bad things have an expiry, expiration date. In a week, a month, a year, now this will matter. That's very true. Time kind of heals everything, right? What's the worst that can happen? Will I be fired for this? Even if I do, that's objectively not the worst thing. Other people are too engrossed in their own lives to care about what, about how I do. I'm not the main character school make me believe I am. And that means I am something better. I'm free. Be kind to yourself as if you are your friend. If your best friend comes to you admitting mistake, would you tell them the same thing you're telling yourself? If not, then stop. Over time, I learned how to stop being self-critical and become happier. So I think a lot of, like, all of these comments are very relevant here, right? You are more than your job. I think there's a tendency in Singapore for you to, for your work to, for your life to revolve, revolve around, your, around your job. For your life to revolve around your job, yeah. And I think at the end of the day, it's about balance, right? Um, having work, having family, having relationship. And when you revolve around your work too much, it creates a very, I don't know, a very bad outcome, very toxic kind of mentality. Um, you are just ignoring other aspects of your life and when you kind of see work that way it kind of makes your mistakes less terrible and the whole thing about bad things have an expiration date just times you right even like for me you know uh, embarrassing stuff affects me and then you realize like um, in just a few weeks time you'll forget about it sometimes you kind of recall then you feel a bit cringe but then time will heal right Time will just remove all these things. And really, what's the worst that can happen? Of course, like getting fired is kind of a bad thing. This is something that maybe not as relevant for me. Like, personally, I don't, uh, I don't get fired. When you get fired, it's 
tough man and I haven't experienced it yet I can I cannot I can't imagine how it will feel like yeah and also just being kind to yourself like if you are your friend if you are your own friend right like your best friend come to you then admitting their mistakes would you tell them the same thing no right yeah so the next one uh the person says you are not alone i once made multiple embarrassing mistakes within one day never was able to recover the respect of some of my colleagues they talked to me like a child i left that job and am now doing something i'm better at i wish i wish luck for the both of us yeah so this is something that is interesting sometimes no amount of like um accepting your mistakes ignoring it can can remove it because you people already kind of like like saw it really and they will just keep hounding you about it right some people just won't let it go and in this case when you realize people are like that in the company you really need to question the culture team culture or the office culture and maybe it's best to leave the job to find something that is better for you because i think it can be quite tough when you get stuck in a in a working environment where you see a lot of this kind of toxic workplace culture like a, like the noc kind of kind of like youtube channel like that, that situation people just seem to accept that kind of toxic environment and i'm quite sure we are all pretty much empowered and we are smart enough to tell like when you're inside that, that situation but you never know because when you're running so when you're so emotional and you are working when this is like your you're earning money it affects your life people can make very illogical decisions and maybe it might seem logical in their situation and i think at the end of the day it's really comes down to having the courage and just realize realizing that you know placing your 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 own mental health and your health um at the forefront and then just leaving the job right so this one is really like a situation where you have to figure it out yourself it's tough man i never want to be in that kind of position where you got no choice and that is one thing that um I really learned that I, that I really try to strive towards which is I mean when you're poor you don't really have a lot of choices right because you don't have money you don't have options so I try my best to give myself as much options as much options as possible and I think one of the issues now really is not earning enough money because you want to have options right you want to be able to uh, buy whatever house you want you want to be able to go whatever country you want to travel you want to buy whatever food whatever thing you want and that's the challenging part in life right so right now i'm not quite sure uh and you also need to balance like you can't get all the money in the world so you can't really have all the options anyway i'm gonna make a cut i'm gonna be cutting this part here because while i was talking just now somebody started like knocking on the on the ceiling which is absolutely insane i just find it very annoying like i okay so what what is happening recently is that there's like some construction and the person pasted the paper saying that there's construction but it's bloody annoying you're not supposed to be knocking during a weekend and i realized right all these con constructor and all these things right all these people try to like skirt the the rules you know they will suddenly make do this kind of work on a saturday which is like come on man like i i just want to have some peace and it's hard it's hard like i feel that in the hdb right there really is no peace at all then like i think there was one time where i was working at my internship and we are working at this building right like uh if you if you are if you are aware if you, if you know about this is this building is called a mcdonald house 
And around that area, there's also like some condominiums that are very atas at Plaza Singh near that area. And on the weekend, man, on the weekend, I was there and there was a patio. There was a balcony thing where there's a lot of tables and I just sat there and I just, you know, relaxed. And there was, it was so peaceful, man. For the first time, I don't know, for some reason, life is just very peaceful. Even though it's near, like, there are roads and everything, but it was facing the other side. The side with not much cars. And I was thinking, like, wow, living in town is not too bad, actually. It's so quiet. Like, even though there's car, but if your condominium is facing, like, the, the back end and behind the, the, the main street, it's actually very peaceful. And I just sat there and appreciated it. And I think about it like, shit, this kind of peacefulness is a premium, man. If you are rich, then you can afford it. Otherwise, you have to suffer. You have to listen to everybody's drilling, everybody quarreling, all the young kids, all the piano music, all this nonsense, which is, I mean, I guess that's Singapore life. But okay, let's continue, let's continue. Okay, the next comment the person says, <clears throat> it just shows you have high standards of your work and yourself nothing wrong with that in fact i think it's it shows you're a very responsible person but you need to take you need to take it easy a job is a job it's a means of earning an income that's all do the best you can and if it doesn't work out it's fine judging a fish by its ability to climb a tree is silly yeah i like this whole approach and perspective just you know Acknowledging that actually this is showing that I have high standards and at the same time it's just a job. Just be chill about it and really just do your best because you can control what you can, can control. You cannot control what you can't control. And for me, one of the things I realized is that um, I think I did some like a personality test and also communication style kind of test and I realized I'm not that much of a, I'm not very detail oriented I would say. I try my best. And I'm not very good at that kind of like, even though I do uh, digital marketing related stuff, which involves a lot of numbers, but I'm not exactly the most um, data driven. I can do data, but I'm not very detail oriented to that sense. And you try your best to put in measures to prevent, uh, to in, in, instill, instill data, uh, data or being data oriented, instill detail orientedness and all these things. And one of those things is also just acknowledging that and accepting it. And maybe you just need to find a better kind of work, right? Find different, um, shift to a different role, explore other kind of work to find something that fits you more. Maybe if you're not detail-oriented, maybe you're a big picture, you can consider other kind of jobs that is more big picture stuff. Maybe if you're more of a human person, human relations kind of person, you can, you can look at more like um front end facing kind of operations job so you're really just trying to figure it out and i'm just glad that i think one of the biggest learning is like what i mentioned like in this first three years is realizing that what i'm good at and what i'm not good at and sometimes when you're not good at certain things you can try your best when it's like innately your personality you can try your best to avoid it you can't really avoid it it's like the detail oriented thing like i can triple check quadruple check the thing until I so stressed right that that I I still can't spot the mistake that kind 
and you can put in place you can you know do like the japanese style you point use your finger and you point i realize that kind of helps to make sure that you know you focus your attention on that thing then you see okay am i missing this number am i updating this correctly then you just keep pointing and just read it out you read you point and when when i read and, and i point I, and i don't get it right then i got no choice it is what it is right so you try your best and hopefully you know you have good colleagues to um, help you out to notice these kind of mistakes and just not like reprimand you for it and having them be understanding which is great i think at the end of the day there's also a certain sense of compensation as well because i know that maybe i'm not so good in this i'll try to overcompensate on other ends and try and be better in other aspects right to provide value yeah next the person another comment comment the person says i was the same way as you when i started out working then i realized i wouldn't expect a p1 kid to know how to do a p6 question so why would i expect myself to know how to do everything when i'm only starting out yeah i think this is very reasonable here i think at the end of the day when you just started work you shouldn't expect yourself to be an expert in everything and really it really depends on the on the on the context as well like i think this person is very similar right we are both very similar so you really need to find environments where people allow you to grow and people accept that yeah still new you're gonna make mistakes i think the worst kind of environment for me is you know they know that you're new yet they still scold you so it's like you do you did nothing wrong why and you scold me doesn't help me perform better so i think that's the very twisted logic that certain kind of like local people have right and I'm, I'm not quite sure whether western people also have this culture or uh overseas people from overseas it's like scolding doesn't help at all you know legit like it just makes me more scared and i'm, I'm just gonna not tell you any issues i face it's gonna make it harder so sometimes this kind of this kind of things will happen so i'd rather we be like on the same page and be understanding because if you understand i understand we both try our best then i'm quite sure we get better results that way yeah so that's 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 my perspective but it's kind of tough you can never tell the team culture and office culture until you join right you can see glass door but at the end of the day team culture also is could be different and that's something that it's just tough like, i think that's working life you just need to it's like a flip of a coin every time you can try your best to ask all these questions but at the end of the day they're not going to tell you about all the shit in their team right so it's a heng sui thing i guess next the person another comment we are human what human doesn't make mistakes it's okay to make mistakes as long as we learn from it and don't make it again the thing that pisses me off is some supervisors who keep kaobikaobu about the same mistake over and over even after you apologize those people really quite lan. yeah so same as the previous comment it's very dependent on the company culture okay let me find another comment that i think i saw that is very useful um let me see whenever i feel stressed okay uh in my opinion yeah yeah okay so this one i will end with this okay this kind of like uh solidifies or just like kind of repeats whatever that i mentioned about the whole culture thing essentially this person says in my opinion i think it is more of the way agents are raised where failure slash mistakes are treated very negatively but that causes the kid to grow up to never understand that failing and mistakes is the best way to learn and the more you make mistakes and learn the faster you grow 
It also discourages people from taking risks, which is why most people feel stuck. Just let it be. There will always be someone better and if the supervisor feels you are dumb, just move jobs. The generation now don't value loyalty because the companies don't either. I think the key point here really is the failing and making mistakes, right? And I was like, I was watching this podcast recently by this person called Lex, Lex Friedman, L-E-X-F-R-I-D-M-A-N. So this is like a, a AI professor, but he quit his job really, I think. Then now he's doing a podcast and he interviews very, very smart people and talk about very intelligent topics that like affects the world, AI, uh, CEO. Sometimes yeah, he invites some funny people, but overall, I think it's just very smart conversations and it's interesting to hear smart people or people from different walks of life that are very accomplished talk about life right and one of the uh, people who are who, who were on the podcast was uh the mark zuckerberg the creator or the founder of facebook so one of the things that they talk about was they both have a similar kind of interest which is brazilian jiu-jitsu it's kind of like a combat not really combat okay it's combat um is it a sport? Yeah, it's a combat sport kind of thing. They try and choke each other out. So the main thing is learning how to submit the opponent. And you can be very skinny or small, you can still submit your opponent. It's more of like grappling kind of a combat sport. And in this case, they really talk about the the joy or the reason why they enjoy it so much. It's it's very primal nature. There's only there's a winner and there's a loser, and it really humbles you a lot because there will always be someone better that can really submit you, choke you. And in this case, right, it's a learning experience. It, it constantly reminds you that, you know, you need to be stay, you need to stay humble, check your ego, and, and you learn through failure, right? Because if your opponent choke you, the next time you, 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 you kind of know how they choke you, so you can kind of retaliate. So you really be humble, you learn, you, go, you learn through failures because you are essentially fighting against another and there's only a winner and there's a loser and that just really struck me man and i really kind of got really interested in this brazilian jiu-jitsu thing because i was interested at the start but now i'm even more interested because of this experience i i can't deal with mistakes and failure and i want to be able to learn how to deal with it and grow from it and that sounds like an interesting spot but i heard right there's a bad thing which is you are rolling on the mat you are submitting people on the mat and you can get a lot of infection on your hands you can get a ringworm you can um you can get like a you will you will screw your ear because if you hit your ear too too much if you scrub your ear or whatever right then there will be blood and then your ear will look very deformed there are some people who are black belt have very deformed ears which is very scary and like for me also like i don't know man like I, I'm just scared of physical stuff and I don't want to get infections like I think the biggest fear is that this kind of combat sports um, I would say creates a lot of harm even though I think it's a very useful skill and useful skill in terms of defending yourself and learning to be humble and dealing with mistakes right but just the fact that I need to deal with like joint injuries is something that i don't know whether i want to accept it i can accept it at the age of near the age of 30 you know. but I, I guess i got to find something to do yeah you know I, i'm considering and somehow i got back 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 issues so 
if getting tripped and and thrown around it might hit my back again and it might cause more problems so i'm not too sure man but it's quite an interesting talk you can check out the podcaster he's pretty good so yeah that's the end of this podcast i hope you guys enjoyed this sharing um i will see you guys next week